Hello and welcome to Bookable Space. I'm your host, Yvonne Battlefelton, and in this episode, we're joined by Ron Roman. Ron will be reading to us from Of Ashes and Dust. Ron, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, great to be here, Yvonne. In about a sentence or two, we're just going to dive right in. Could you tell us, please, a bit about the book? Okay, do you want me to read from the uh, from the inside cover jacket? It gives a good synopsis of the book. Yeah, that That's would good, be great. Okay? Yep. That'll probably be the longest read. That takes maybe four or five minutes, but no more okay. than that. Okay, here we go. And the, the title of the book is uh, Ashes and Dust, and it's an uh, apocalyptic doomsday thriller. And uh, here is the uh, synopsis. At the time of the millennium, Three people struggle for survival in a small New Hampshire town as the world spins into chaos, not realizing that each harbors secrets that will eventually put them against one another. The story evolves from the U.S. government's earlier two classified secret projects during the Vietnam War, United States Air Force's revelation about UFOs and Project 67. Striving to survive a global Armageddon with his Japanese teaching assistant paramour, Professor Will Watson, tortured Vietnam War hero and New Hampshire Liberty Militia activist, haunted by the state police and the FBI, struggles to surmount haunting Vietnam War ghosts and the impending collapse of a nation, a world, closed, just caving in on them. Watson must face the truth about his friendship with closet homosexual and militia comrade Mark Mercati, who, while in the military himself, surreptitiously had Watson placed in a top-secret Vietnam War project called Project 67. Both Watson and Mercati struggle to adjust to civilian life. When Watson finally thinks he is settling down, he discovers something beyond his wildest fantasies. While Watson was in the Army, Mercati had the U.S. government secretly inject an implant inside his head to monitor him. When he finds out how and why, it forces him to question his own sanity. But Mercati is not the friend he pretends to be. Not all his conspiracies are theories. Some are facts. The United States government appears to be collapsing, yet extraterrestrial forces are also monitoring events. Watson isn't a mild-mannered professor. He's a secret vigilante killer. His paramour, Kimiko Tanimoto, is pregnant with his child, but knows little of his true nature. Of Ashes and Dust is a no-punches-pulled apocalyptic tale of mesmerizing intrigue and gut-wrenching survival told as an alternate history thriller during the last days of a global Armageddon, culminating in an unexpected and explosive ending. Wow. So, government collapse, secrets, Mm -hmm. friendships, false friendships, global Armageddon. What inspired you to write of Ashes and Dust? Uh, Good question. I mean, I, as a associate professor at the time I retired of English and Humanities, and I've been teaching the greatest literature, greatest writers and authors of all time. And I decided toward the end of my, I got started kind of late in this, you know, I decided, well, you know, it's just something for me to do coming toward uh, retirement. And um, I'm going to take a stab at it and see what I can do myself, you know? And that's got kind of got me going on that. And then of course, politically seeing so much trouble in the United States and in the world, you know, and it got me started thinking from uh, that doomsday scenario mindset. And I just started, just one thing led after another, Yvonne, and uh, and I just started writing the book and it just started unraveling. I didn't have a very much of a, I didn't know what the ending was going to be at all. It just, it just came to me. I was writing every day. 
Wow, that's wonderful. Could we have a reading, please? Yeah, I'll open with the opening uh, opening page, and then uh, my last reading will be the epilogue, which is very short. Okay, okay so the, the book opens up, uh, says it's told in a first-person narrative by Professor Will Watson. He's the uh, the tortured uh, professor, Vietnam War combat veteran, and he doesn't fit in survi- uh, civilian life very well. And he starts uh, telling the story from the meticulous diary that he had kept in years gone by. And it opens like this. I looked at the screen. And behold, there appeared a huge mushroom-like cloud, the likeness of which I had never seen, other than like those in photographs from my history book when I was a kid back in high school so long ago. I'm not a timid man, never have been, decorated veteran of the Vietnam conflict, but this, this juggernaut, was like nothing you could ever imagine. Gargantuan in its breath, even more so in what it did to your inner psyche, exploding from its epicenter, then enveloping your soul, your very being. And then, almost snake-like, worming its way into your consciousness in a way that seared memory. You can never forget it. In a sense, not even beyond death. A product, not so much of man's hatred of others, but rather of himself. Wow. It's something about when you read, it's so captivating. It's like you jump us right into the world. So that's really, um, really refreshing to hear. I've done a lot of acting on the site too. You might be interested in knowing that. I don't know if you've read my mini biography. I've done a lot of, uh, uh, television dramas and uh, motion pictures over here. I'm not saying I'm a movie star or anything like that, but they're all speaking roles and they had a lot of fun. In fact, one of my, uh, more, uh, uh more paramount roles was opposite the Liam Neeson. You know, the, the big Hollywood movie star when he came into Korea and filmed Operation Chromite together. And he played, uh, General Douglas MacArthur and I was his counterpart, Admiral, uh, uh, Forrest Sherman. Uh, this is a story about the Vietnam War, uh, September 15, 1950, if you want to be exact. And these are, you know, just big uh, cameo award uh, appearances for me and uh, a bigger cameo for him. But these, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And uh, so I've all done this for quite a few years. Oh, that sounds, that does sound like fun. <laughs> that sounds so <laughs> fascinating. Wow. Okay. So um, to the book, so it's an alternate history. And I'm just curious about what sort of research it took for you to, to create yeah, yeah. the book. But then also, where did you feel that you could kind of alternate, but what had to stay the same? Okay, well, first of all, it's not science fiction. UFOs and extraterrestrials, they play a role in it, but a very oblique role. And I didn't want to get into that. I didn't want to write a science fiction uh, story. I wanted to tell it kind of like a tantalizing uh, teaser, if you will, for the reader, you know. And uh, as you know, I mean, if you've been feeling uh, following the news lately, uh, the the, uh, the idea of America's uh, – cover-up of UFO uh, phenomenon dating back to what Independence Day 1947 with the alleged uh, flying saucer crash just north of Roswell, New Mexico over there in a, in a desert out in Corona. And uh, this is it's, it's more of the news now with uh, the intelligence officer, uh, the Major David Grush coming out and uh, testifying in Congress saying that yeah, American uh, government or a certain sector of it has been covering this up since 1947. And they're all looking at it because it has to be looked at from a weapons research development point of view. And that's an exact verbatim quote that I used really in, in the book on, you know. 
And then so I uh, kind of that piqued my curiosity and I kind of blended the idea of the extraterrestrial phenomenon into the book because the, the counterfoil uh, character to the protagonist, again, the protagonist is Will Watson, the professor, and uh, he uh, his, his friend is Mark McCotty. He's a uh, as a computer salesman, and he was involved in the Vietnam War as well. But he had he was involved in a, in a uh, surreptitious project, Project sixty seven, to make uh, super soldiers out of um, out of the um, U.S. soldiers inviting fighting in Vietnam, unbeknownst to them. Uh, to, and he had a uh, an implant, as I said, in, uh, put uh, in, injected into his head, and the implant was uh, patterned after uh, the ones found out from um, uh, alleged abduct abductees of uh, extraterrestrials that, uh, you know, have, um, this has been in the news for decades, and, you know, the abductees that even appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show, for example, a number of years ago. That was one of our most popular shows. And I got this idea of that, and then uh, kind of like interwove that with the the, the mainstream uh, narrative of the story, and then just one thing builds up after another. And then finally, at the end of the story, he uh, he's told... Um, he discovers what has happened to him. That is the professor and, um, Mercati, his buddy, he's uh, guilt ridden over this and he, and he confesses his, his involvement into it. And, uh, and for the rest of the, uh, that element of that part of the story, the listener is going to have to buy and read the book. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Were there things in history that, um, needed to stay the same? For, for you that you like, how did you decide what needed to stay the same and what you were like, no, this is going to change? I mean, it's all fiction, but I mean, not really entirely because, um, I mentioned, um, incidents about the Vietnam War and I think it was 50 years ago this year, as a matter of fact, 1973, that, uh, U.S. Air Force Chief of Staff, uh, General Brown, he was, uh, came out and they talked about, uh, UFOs being spotted over the, uh, uh, combat areas of, of Vietnam spotted by u.s uh, soldiers and but this was pretty much quashed uh it didn't come out very long and then uh the next thing you know hey it's on to the next story about uh new hollywood celebrity getting a new tattoo or something you know and this has kind of been uh put on the back burner until about the past year and a half now it's coming more amount into the news you know with um well for example cia retired cia um a uh, mid-ranking manager, uh, Chase Brandon, coming out saying that he saw documents of uh, down in the bowels of the CIA in uh, Virginia about um, about how the CIA had uh, was involved initially in uh, investigating investigating that crash and uh, around uh, Independence Day, Fourth of July, back in uh, Roswell, New Mexico, nineteen forty-seven. You know, so um, there is uh, the story just came came along. There's not too much that I uh, eventually had dropped. You know, I try to keep it, uh, I try to keep it real. Yeah. For the most part. Wonderful. Could we have our final reading, please? Yeah, the epilogue. Okay, so this is one fat paragraph. And uh, here we go. Epilogue. The silence of the night whispered to us as it crept upon the cutting edge of raw human emotion. Having survived indoors for so long, the shattering of our senses impressed upon us a premonition of promises yet to unfold. Springtime's evening transitory magic was as breathless as it was fleeting. The magic of enchanted moments that we tried to grasp somehow eluded us. In but a passing moment, time would seem to freeze itself, and in some unfathomable way, we knew that which had been real was yet 
an illusion. In only days, a lifetime had swept by us. Skies cleared. The nightmare that lingered over us as seemingly like an eternal ghost had vanished. And it was our time to live and to love once again. Oh, how hopeful. So Glad you liked it. Yeah, thank you so much. So the last question... I kind of have two. One is I'm kind of I'm curious because you act and you and you do like you know voicing and and things like that. Do you picture this as a film or as like um a play or audio can you see this on another platform? Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, I I got this. I mean, we're both members of the AG, right? The American Yeah, Office yeah. Number. Yeah, I had this guy from AG. I'm not going to say his name or anything. He said he's he's a uh, you know, he's in contact with producers in Hollywood, but I don't know if this is a scam, uh, scam invitation or what, you know, I, all I know is I'm told that if somebody contacts you from their Hollywood, a director's office or anything, you should not be putting any money up forth, you know, up, up no. front. Yeah. 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 Cause no, they, they pay so you. We'll yeah. see. And by the way, the audio uh, of the book is, uh, is out already. And, um, Made into motion picture. Who knows? Maybe somebody will get wind of it. And I'll uh, after the uh, the New Year's, I want to try to go out. And between now and the uh, the paperback comes out on eleventh of June, and that means that all four formats will be out: a hardcover, ebook, uh, audio, and paperback. And then I'll try to see if I can't line up something that somebody might be interested out in Hollywood or wherever. Oh, wonderful! Well, wishing you every success with with Appreciate the book with whatever like films or you know what would come next are you writing anything new and if so yeah i'm gonna write a, a sequel this. i don't want to make a series you know like uh rocky films rocky 12 13 or 14 but just one sequel i know probably uh, i'm writing it out in my mind now i gotta get uh, onto this uh, right after the new year's and uh it'll be um a limited in terms of characters and it's just about the survivors uh my my protagonist professor will watson he survives with his japanese teaching assistant and uh kimiko tanimoto and but there's another couple in 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 the uh, this imaginary town called uh springvale uh, Massachusetts, uh new hampshire and they survive and i'm going to talk about it's it's going to be more of a psychological thriller how they how how they you know how they interact with one another and uh that's going to be along those lines. It's not going to be a broad action type uh, uh, story arc the way I envision it right now. It sounds interesting. Can you tell listeners where um, you, do you have a, a platform or a bookstore? Where would you like us to buy the book? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, if anybody wants to take a look at my uh, writer's uh, a website, it's www.writerronroman.com. Again, www dot writer ron roman dot com r-o-n-r-o-m-a-n dot com and um you can best to get the uh the book for the christmas sale is uh contact my publisher at historiabooks.com h-i-s-t-r-i-a h-i-s-t-r-i-a books.com all one word and the uh, xmas uh christmas sale coupon code code is uh christmas 25 all capital letters again that's in one word christmas 25 and you get 25 percent off and of course the uh the uh you're in the uk so the uh the ebook is already on sale on amazon uk at uh, 0.79 uh euros you know for all the cheapskates out there <laughs> that's me <laughs> i love a bargain <laughs> ron thank you so much for joining us for being my guest and 
really for the coupon code as well. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. Anytime.